There are certain luxuries in life that we allow ourselves. Some of them are based on things that we didn't have. Some of them are based on things that we've just grown accustomed to. Sometimes it's like, oh, my people couldn't afford these shoes and these clothes when I was younger. So now that I'm older and I'm an adult and I'm making my own money and I'm making my own decisions, I'm going to buy these things for myself. This is my dream car. I'm going to buy it because this is the car that I've always wanted and I put myself in a position to do it. You know, things of that nature. Then there are those luxuries that we allow ourselves on an occasional basis, like a fancy dinner, an expensive purse, you know, something that you can't do or something that you shouldn't do on a consistent basis because it'll negatively impact the rest of your life. Like you can't eat at the best steakhouse every single night. I mean, some people can, but you know what I mean? If you're on a certain certain budget or whatever, you can't eat at the best steakhouse every single night because eventually you won't have money to eat anywhere, period. I think for me, I'm able to allow myself a lot of these luxuries. Primarily because everything I have is fake. This is what I'm telling you. My, my watch is fake. My shoes are fake. My car is fake. The, mon- the money is monopoly money. Like, everything is fake. So, you know, my, my net worth is on the McDonald's dollar menu. So let me just get that out of the way. I'm, I'm very fake and I'm very poor. Super poor. Very, very poor. The poorest of the poor. Super poor. Anyways. One of the luxuries that eludes me I guess you could say is the luxury of happiness and I get it you know there are small things you know you got to take those into consideration and I do I appreciate all the small things I appreciate all the blessings don't get me wrong I am although poor let me reinstate that I'm very poor I'm very blessed to be in the position that I am on so many different levels. But it's like there is the one luxury that I want for myself that I've wanted for an extremely long time. And anybody that knows me knows exactly what I'm talking about without me going into too much detail. It just seems to elude me. It seems like I, I'm not going to say I have the Midas touch when it comes to everything, you know. Of course, I, I have my failures and my flaws and everything like that. But most things that I put my hands on, I can I can make it shake. I can make, make it at least be moderately good. I can at least, you know, tr- turn it into something somehow, some way. But to put my hands on that elusive happiness goal is like turning sugar to shit basically like I'll it'll start out good and I'll either go in too fast and fuck it up go in too late fuck it up 
do something along some kind of line to fuck it up. And I know it's 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 a it's a two way street. Like timing is everything, and all the cliches that I I myself would probably toss out if I was in the right frame of mind to think about them. But you know, it's X time on X day, and my mind is everywhere. And I've probably dumped this on every single friend that I have in my phone. And again, I appreciate y'all for listening to me. And then now it's your turn. So. Congratulations and enjoy this ride for however long it's going to last. I have, you know, no time limit set for this. If you guys get six minutes, then you get six minutes. It is what it is. But what what I can't seem to process in my mind is how, why me? Again. I don't throw myself a pity party. Like I said, although very poor, I'm very thankful. But it just seems like I spent years being patient. Years celebrating the achievements of those around me. And I'm just like waiting on my moment to get here. And my moment never arrives. Or... When that moment does arrive, I don't see it coming until it leaves. I think that I think that's better. I don't see that moment until it leaves. So when it's on its way out is when I start grasping for the straws. And then I'm like, all right, cool. How do I make this work? How do I make this work? Oh, shit. I didn't know I had it. Now I got it. How do I make this work? I got a uh, shit. Fuck. Uh, shit. Fuck. I don't know. Fuck. 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 Shit. I don't know. Shit. And then it, it turns into a panic because I'm used to processing every other emotion almost robotically. Like, oh, I'm sad. I know how to process this. I'm annoyed. I know how to process this. I'm mad, angry, upset. I know how to process all these other feelings. And I have a particular way of processing them. I seen something where Dwayne Rock Johnson was on the Pivot podcast and he was talking about how when he was like younger, I don't know if he said a specific age, he would talk about how he didn't understand what depression was. Like he said, he just noticed that, you know, the sky wasn't as blue anymore and that his energy changed. Like he, you know, uh, he, he always worked out with his dad when he was younger. And then when he got into the University of Miami and he got depressed, like he was skipping workouts. He was, you know, not going to practices, not going to classes like, you know, and he knew something was wrong, but he just didn't know what. And then, you know, as as as, you know, things became more common knowledge and, and everybody started, you know, focusing on mental health, the older he got, he would realize, hey. There's something here and I know what it is now and I need to know how to process it. So then he had friends to lean on and, and everything like that to get the help that he needed to get through these these stints of depression that he was in. And I applaud him for that because, you know, all, although mental health is very buzzy lately, being able to to say that out on a platform where millions of people are. Well, I don't know if millions of people are watching the pivot, but, you know, probably probably a couple hundred thousand at least. It, it, you know, it, it, to, to be able to say that stuff out loud is, is, is very monumental. 
But this isn't about The Rock. This is about Pavito. The understanding or the recognition is something that is hard for me to understand. And I'm not talking about depression either. I, I, I know when I'm sad. I know when I'm depressed. I, I can recognize those and I know how to handle them. Even though I may not handle them in the best way, I know how to handle them. But the recognition is, is difficult for me. And I say it's difficult because it's something that I fight because I know once I accept it and embrace it, shit is going to hit the fan. It's kind of like, hey, you don't want to get, I think Paul Mooney used to say, you know, you don't want to get too famous or they're going to come after you. You know, that's my goal is not to get too famous because you get too famous, then they, they come at you. So it's like, you don't want to get too happy because not that something's going to come at you, but something is going to go wrong. You're basically setting yourself up for failure. Don't get too excited about something because it's it's bound to let you down. Don't get too happy about something because it's, it's bound to let you down. Something is going to go wrong that's going to humble you. And Wells been telling me for the past few weeks, you know, stop being humble, Jay. Stop being humble. And it's kind of like humbleness is 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 my way of not getting a big head. Like, yeah, I, I again, although very poor very poor feds if you're listening i'm very poor i'm very thankful for the things that i have and so with that i don't want to get too overly excited about things that can be taken away from me and everything can be taken away from you whether it's materials whether it's it, it's a feeling whether it's your own life everything can be taken away from you in the blink of an eye, one bad situation, one bad moment, everything can be gone. And so I don't allow myself to get too involved in those feelings because it seems like it's the ultimate goal, but also yet the most scariest to attain. So when it's right in front of you, you want to grasp it. You want to you want to clutch it. You want to hold on to it. You want to you want to make sure that it doesn't get away from you. But at the same time, you don't you don't want to you don't want to suffocate it. Um, on the on the Wale album, the album about nothing, Jerry Seinfeld does does this this story about a helium balloon, where it's like you know you want to hold on to it, but you but you want to let it go at the same time, like. You, you, and then eventually it just slips away. And when it slips away, it's like, oh shit, I didn't want it to slip away. I wanted to let it go on my terms. I want to hold on to it on, on my terms. And then you have to realize that everything doesn't happen on your terms. And that is the hardest thing is that everything doesn't happen on your own terms. Like you get excited about things and you want them to start moving fast. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, yeah. Oh, I feel like this. And since I feel like this, everything needs to go the way I feel. And it needs to happen now. And it needs to happen, you know, at this point in time, at this point in time. So I can make this happen at this date and this happen by this date. And I can do this and I can do that. But when it doesn't move on your schedule, 
what do you do? And it's like, all right, you got to be patient. You put your your your, your thoughts and, and everything and your energy into this situation because, you know, this is the one that was going to pan out. Like this was the play. You drew the play up to perfection. You know, it's a backdoor cut over here, a down screen over here, and there's no way that the defense is going to know what's going on. There's no way that they're going to stop you from scoring. There's no way they're going to stop you from winning. But you don't know what the defense knows. You are only assuming based off their mannerisms or, or just based off you think that you're outsmarting, outsmarting everybody else. And that's not always the case. And when it's not the case, you have to regroup. You have to reset. You have to, you have to find that patience, that patience in life of like, okay, maybe, maybe not this situation, maybe not, not at this moment, you know, yeah, you've, you might have been patient for so long waiting for, for the outcome that you want. And then the universe tells you, not so fast. It's still not your time. It's still not your moment. No matter how bad you internally thought that you needed that win, it's still not your time. And talking about a, a hard pill to swallow, that's a, that's a hard pill to swallow when you thought you had finally reached the, the gold cup round, so to speak. But then, you know, you get hit with another obstacle. And then you try, I mean, you tried your best to be, you tried your best to be your best all throughout the process. Were you 100% good? Absolutely not. Nobody is. Don't even don't even set yourself up to be perfect cuz you know you're just going to fail immediately. And that's that's the good thing about knowing that you can't be perfect, so you don't even strive for it. But at the same time, you feel like you put enough good into the universe that some good is to be stowed upon you. And again, good things do happen. I'm not saying it ain't all bad. It ain't all good, but it ain't all bad. So you just have to take it. You have to let it numb you. You have to let it knock you off track. Because the path that you thought you should have been on turns out it's not the path that you were, you're supposed to be on. Or maybe it is the path, but you thought this was the finish line. No, you still got a couple of laps to go. And that's the tough thing about happiness and getting excited about things because when you do, the letdown is just that much greater. Like, when you're staying neutral, cool. You know, eh, if if it happens, great. If it doesn't, great. You know, I'm just neutral about it. You know, hey, whatever. But when you're riding on it, when it's, you know, you you sitting there at the slot machine and you didn't put your, your last $10 in that you brought with you to win. And he's like, all right, I need to win all my money back and I need to win then and some more just to make this trip worth it. And you're riding on that last dollar and then that last dollar cashes out and you don't win anything. You're sitting there, it's like, shit, 
I was better off not even playing. So that's where I'm at right now. Am I better off just not even playing at this moment? Like, I use the last eight years as an example. Just like how they arbitrarily pick years for ESPN stats. I I, I picked the last eight years with a purpose. I guess I could technically stretch it out to like the last nine to be exact. But eight's a nice round number. It's like in the last eight years, trying to get this elusive goal has led me to some high points, some very low points, some very dark points. And the thing is, now, eight years later, looking back at hindsight and, you know, overanalyzing and overthinking things as I do. And I talk to people who don't overthink anything. And I'm looking at y'all like, how the hell do you just move like that? How are you just so carefree? And so, yeah, it is what it is. Because, you know, again, those that know me know that when I go all in, you know, it, it weighs heavily on me. And so what do I do now? How do you protect yourself? How do you sit there and say, all right, to make sure that I don't hit the lowest of the lows anymore, that I don't hit these dark places anymore, that I'm just going to stay in this neutral place and not really care. But to stay in that neutral place means that you don't pursue the happiness that eludes you now. Like, is that is that the acceptance of fate? Like, is that your your divine being saying, no, this isn't the path that I have for you. I have something different. And you keep trying to go down this other path and I keep having to pull you off of it in some of the harshest ways possible. Like, I have to keep telling you that that stove is hot, even though you keep trying to touch it. Or is it saying, no, nah, hold on, hold on, bro. Like, I got something for you. If you would just be patient and just wait, I got something for you. I know you're tired. Just be patient. Just wait. Just trust me. I got you. Just trust me. You're not trusting me. You're not being patient enough. You're trying to do everything on your, on your own. And when you put your hands on it, the, the sugar turns into shit. You got to let me cook. But with most humans, patience isn't our thing. And you would think that I would be more patient about things, especially after, you know, having my brand new, my brand new fake car. Be in an accident a month after getting the car and then be in the body shop for five months while they get parts to fix it. You would think that I would show supreme patience. You think patience would be something that I just had oozing out of my fucking pores or something. And in some situations, yeah, because I looked at that as my hands were tied. I couldn't go to Germany and get the parts for them, nor could I go into the body shop and assemble it myself. That is not my skill set. So with the acknowledgement of that not being my skill set, I need to look at this elusive happiness the same way as in. That's not my skill set. 
whether it's maintaining it, whether it's creating it, it's not my skill set. I have to defer to the professionals, if you will. And whoever the professional is in that case, I don't know. Like, again, whatever divine entity that you, you, you choose to worship, I guess that's that's going to be the professional in, you know, or like, well, would say the sky daddy. But it really sucks, you know. It sucks when you get your hopes up. You get all excited. You start planning. Hey, you know, do this by this date and this by this date and this by this date and this by this date. And, you know, we're going to be happy this long and it's going to be happy forever. And we're going to do this and going to do that. You know, you just get carried away with your thoughts and your feelings. You let that. It, it's like a drug to you. It just goes into you and it just feels you and you know we'll probably have the 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 medical term for it and and all that other good shit but it just fills you up and you feel so so happy and so positive about things like you just killed a job interview or something like that or you just had the greatest first date in history and you're floating on cloud nine and then you get that email saying hey we decided to go with another candidate you get that text message. Hey, although I had a good time, you know, this just really isn't for me. But, you know, I appreciate you taking me out this, this and this. And you're like, damn. I thought shit was going great. I thought it was amazing. Let me retrace the steps and see, you know, where the play went wrong. And you're looking at it it's like, oh, no, this was cool. This was cool. I didn't, you know, that might have been a sign that I didn't pick up on. But I don't think so. You know, I, I just don't know. Because you never know what's going on on the other side. Hopefully the other side is communicating well enough, clear enough that you know. But that's not always the case. Sometimes they're picking up on, on little tendencies that you have. And it's like, okay, I need to adjust my defense or for them probably their offense to make sure that what this person is trying to get off, they just don't get off. Life is a game of chess. I never learned how to play chess. I only know the basic rules to checkers, to be honest with you. Just feels like even at 35 years old, I'm just a kid still trying to figure it out. There are some things that I figured out, some things I know I can do with, you know, not much doubt. But then... There are things that just still elude me. Shumble caught out.